Electricast. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Welcome into Missing the Point. It's a two-man show today. It's the Bob and Dave show, as we uh, so carefully name it, when uh, we want to give a disclaimer, because it might get a little chaotic in here. As you know, longtime listeners of this podcast know we are the only two non-Patriots fans, so we have the the pride, the privilege, nay, the pleasure to not be on the uh, Patriots podcast where they have to talk about <laughs> all things wrong and how to put out the building when it's already on fire. We get to talk about the rest of the NFL, so... Here with my co-host, Mr. Robert Kelly, the real BK. Bobby, how the heck are you, buddy? Still, still gathering my uh, festering wounds over the weekend. Get to that. We'll get to the Dallas Cowboys for sure. Okay. This is a, a, a tough week for you, a good week for me. We'll talk about that for sure. But I'm good. What though. I what good. I do want to point out, and I'm sure every NFL fan that tunes into this podcast has noticed, that was a fucking crazy week one, but. It was. It was. It was. It was the craziest week one. Like 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 I said that. I, I think I've seen maybe ever, man. That that one o'clock window was was the craziest endings. Just in a, a ten minute span, you had the Steelers upsetting the Bengals. You had a, a tie in goddamn week one of the NFL season. You had two fourteen point comebacks. It was just everywhere you looked, there was chaos happening in the NFL. It was amazing. I love it. I love the chaos. Uh, it's amazing. So um, here's what we're going to do every week uh, during the NFL season. And actually, we, you do it before you do the power rankings before the, the first week, right? You do the like, here's where we are. So we're not going to talk about that. We're just going to talk about the week one power rankers at, rankings after week one. Bobby does them. So perfect guy to have here to really talk through it. I've got my concerns about some of the people and some of the places. And I do have a couple of honorable mentions that didn't make the top 10 after the fact. So we're going to start with 10 because we have a limited number of time. And honestly, everybody after 10, with a couple of notable exceptions, isn't quite worth talking about yet in the league so let's start off with the new orleans, new orleans saints uh they came out and they had a serviceable one point win over the atlanta falcons with the strangest uh quarterback probably in the league not quite as much of a geek as russell westbrook not quite as uh stoic and private as tom brady but somewhere in the middle we have this wonderful james winston so for whatever he does he'll at least be entertaining bobby what would you make of the saints so Listen, I don't know what it was that, that really propelled them into that top 10 for me o- over a lot of the other teams that I was I was considering. I'm pretty sure re- really where my gut was going with this was that Michael Thomas connection, man. If you look at that wide receiver group, uh, I'm just so impressed with how they built that up that I don't think it really matters that, that you know, Drew Brees is gone. And if anything, it it, it 
with Jameis there now in that wide receiver core, I, I almost look at them as like my opinion has completely 180. Where like at the beginning, I was like, I don't know about Dennis Allen. I don't know about Jameis. It seems like a lot of transition to like, listen, Jameis with these wide receivers and Alvin Kamara, I really think they can make some noise in the NFC South. So I feel like this is more of a statement number 10 for me that like I really think that the Saints could be uh, a good underdog to go after in the NFC. Yeah, I mean, they did have a scoreless second quarter that, you know, they did start off a little bit tough, but I think that real good teams come to play in the fourth. Personally, and, you know, I know we talked about this in the in the Discord chat uh, prior to this this recording, but personally, I mean, I, it's tough for me to rate any team because of a W over the Atlanta Falcons. I, I mean, that I is a team no, with absolutely no weapons. Especially a, a comeback victory over the yeah, Atlanta Falcons, I, I mean, says you, everyone you know, in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, look, they have Cordell Patterson, who I've always liked, uh, you, you know, former Bear, a dynamic uh, runner, you know, good on special teams, too. And I think he got himself a touchdown. But like, if you go up and down with no help, no, no study guide, and you're not an Atlanta Falcons fan, how many Atlanta Falcons can you really name? I think they're probably the 29th, 30th or 31st best team in the NFL at this point, right around there. So for me, yeah, I mean, on paper, I don't mind the Saints. Like, I, I, I like the fact that Jarvis Landry's on that team. He's a very likable player. I like the fact that Jameis Winston's on that team, and, and he's going to get a little bit more airtime because he's fun to watch, and he's a little bit weird. But, yeah, and I, I, but for me, it's it, it's it, I know it's a week one, and I know we do a, a football podcast here at Missing the Point, and we have to talk about it, but I don't think that, and I think this is going to be a recurring theme, what I'm about to say, I don't think that tells a shit about the New Orleans Saints, to be quite honest with you. Mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. don't. I mean, the Falcons were bad enough with Matt Ryan at quarterback, like an aging Matt Ryan, at quarterback. And uh, I mean, we're not even going to go there about whatever the hell is going on in Indianapolis. But I think that it's important to take a little stock with with teams like the Saints, realize that Jameis Winston throws as many interceptions as he does touchdowns most of the time, and maybe pump the brakes on top 10 in the NFL. You know, that's just that's just where I'm at with it. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. But if there's one person that you know that loves week one over reactions, it's definitely me. And, and I'm just saying that I, I think that when it comes to what you saw in that first half, right, it definitely was a slow start. It was a bad start for this team. They were down, I think it was 20, 26 to 10 or 20. It was 26 to 7. 26 to 7. Uh, going into the, was it into the fourth, they were down 26 to 7? 26 to 7 going into the second half. Okay, uh, that's funny. That's it's very close to twenty eight to three. But then they won twenty seven twenty six. The Falcons didn't, you know. I mean, it's so yeah. So all right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. They ended twenty six twenty seven twenty six. They were they were down sixteen to seven going in going into the second half. Okay, I gave them an extra ten points there just for charity purposes. But they were they were down <laughs> sixteen to seven and they came back and won. I just the Saints had had a lot of tra- like I said a lot of transition. Plus Jameis was hurt. Thomas was out. So I just feel like they had to settle into that mode. And once they did, man, they're electric. I, I, I just looked at that team like in the NFC, especially, I really think they can make some noise. So so in the end, it really just was a statement. Number 10. Uh, let, who, who are the honorable mentions that you would have saw? Okay, yeah, I think I think it's a good a good time to do the honorable mentions because I yeah. think there are two, two teams that maybe shouldn't have gone higher than 10, but could have potentially squeaked into the number 10 spot. I'm going to start with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I just think it's more impressive. Let me let me just make my case here for I'll, I'll give you like my three point case make early in the season. I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that they're the same powerhouse Pittsburgh Steelers that they were when we were in high school and college. I'm not even saying that they're going to win, you know, uh, more than one or two games in, in, in the playoffs. You're saying they're not even going to make the playoffs. I think that's patently ridiculous, but. They have one of the best coaches in the NFL. And if people want to argue with me about that, I would just argue 
it's not necessarily because Mike Tomlin is unbelievable. I think he's a really good coach, but I don't think there's that many good coaches in the NFL. I think that's the issue we run into. And guys like Mike Tomlin, who have been tenured there at, at their franchise for as long as they have and never, never had a less than 500 uh, above 500 season. You just got to give them credit. You got to give them credit for that. Also, they're offensive weapon factories. They can get guys from the third round you've never heard of that to come in and put up numbers, you know, a thousand yards receiving on a season. It can just happen, right? So difficult to count them out for me for the credibility uh, factor, but also they beat the team that's number five, I believe, on your power rankings and the Super Bowl runners up, which I just find more impressive than beating the fucking Atlanta Falcons. You know what I mean? Like I just do now. I understand that because of the nature of the region that this podcast comes from and the kind of people that we have in this, in this, uh, in this group that you uh, grade the Steelers on a little bit of a curve. And I understand that they're like a woman in the eighties in corporate America. And it's just hard to climb, climb that ladder, but <laughs> come on, man. Najee Harris looked good. That defense looked good. They blocked a kick. You know, that doesn't happen all the time. JJ Watt, you know, Fitzpatrick, you know, I'll let you know that they they absolutely were in the running for this number 10 spot. There's no doubt. When I watched the Steelers on Sunday, I was really impressed. I said this to you. Mitch made some big boy throws. Haven't even gone there yet. Haven't even gone there. Listen, Mitch made some throws at the end of that game. They did do everything in their power to lose that game, though, which which you can't gloss over. Like, 100%. They were like, hey, Bengals, win this game please and, yeah and, but but at the same time make a fitzpatrick is just an absolute animal i don't right. know if there's there there isn't a player like him in the nfl like he's 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 a, a one and only there's right. no one in the nfl that you will see have a pick six and a block kick that are both momentum turners in that game you know right. what i mean like that's 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 just not going to happen so he's a beast. yeah he, he's awesome i'll give you that i just we, I again, they're 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 on that curve, and I couldn't from from what they were. I mean, I guess the Saints were worse last year, so I don't know. I just don't like look. I mean, I, I've they were getting point, there. I've I've made this point to you before, and and I think it still stands. Ben Roethlisberger was the thing making the Steelers worse mm-hmm. last season and mm-hmm. the season before that. The he was the guy losing them games. I'll also say that any team, in my experience, I, I can't think of one that this didn't happen with really, realistically. Any team that has a little bit of a QB competition in the preseason either sucks going into the season for the entire season or takes a little bit to get going. You're going to have a shortened playbook for Mitch Trubisky coming in. So, yeah, you're going to run out of a little bit of offensive ideas towards the end of the game. And they did that. They started to limit what he was like, what he was doing, because obviously the defense is going to get more reads on him and he's not Tom Brady. I'm not saying... When I talk about the Mitchisons, I'm not I'm not talking about him becoming Tom Brady, but I'm talking about him having a very good offense around him and able to win double digit games this season. You know, because we, we all saw and I saw firsthand what it was that brought down the Chicago Bears over the last few years, if they ever even got up in the first place. And it was Matt Nagy in that shitty fucking front office. Yes, that front office that dra- drafted Mitch Trubisky, but. Matt Nagy was a terrible coach. He was supposed to be this offensive guru. He was fucking terrible. And he was a fucking dork and his stupid hats. Anyway, sorry, that's a sensitive subject. But visors, come on. That went right quick. Put a whole hat on. That went right quick. (laughs) Put a whole hat on, dude. What the fuck? I knew. I should have known when I saw him with the visor the first time. Anyway, look, point being, that really shouldn't be Mitch's fault because everybody in the, like, follow the logic. It's like SAT logic, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If everyone in the NFL knows Justin Fields is good, 
right? I'm not saying he's like, you know, the best QB in the league, but everyone knows he's good. He's talented. And Matt Nagy made him look shitty. Then maybe Mitch Trubisky might be good too. I saw him put up good games in Chicago, man. I just did. You know, he's, he's not as bad as everyone says. I understand that, that he was the butt of a lot of jokes, but he's just, he's not Kirk Cousins. He's, you know, he's not this, he's not Chad Pennington. He's not in that category of like fucking good old boys, farmers that they found that can, that have an arm that, that are, that are stupid. I know he has a stupid looking face and he looks like a stupid guy, but he just isn't. And right in a now. really good offensive scheme like that for a really good coach, I think the sky's the fucking limit. Maybe not the sky, but like a really tall building. <laughs> you might not be able to keep that Kirk Cousins reference for long. But this season, but we'll get there. Well, I mean, think about it. Well, I'll get get there. Um, I'll defend my Kirk Cousins takes all day. Look at his weapons. But yeah, listen, I'm with you. There's 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 a lot more potential in Pittsburgh than there was. Uh, I I would temper. They they also uh, beat Buffalo week one last year. And, you know, Tom Tom was a great coach. And I feel like when you give him that much time to prepare for a team, he's going to come out and they're going to put up a good game. Um, And again, the Bengals played the worst game I've seen them play in 18 months. By there is far. definitely an argument for a Super Bowl hangover here. I mean, yeah. if, if there well, is ever a team that that will would have a Super Bowl hangover, the way that they lost, you know, like the you know the kind of improbable nature of them getting mm-hmm. there in the first place, I, I think it would be this Bengals team. And like, you know, it remains to be seen how big of a win this actually was. If the Bengals are going to be a, a nine and eight team this year, I just I just feel like you had to have a team play the worst that they've played since since pretty much Joe Burrow came back from that ACL since they got Jamar Chase and they still almost won. And you had to see one of the best on the field. There's they're still on the field. You know what I mean? You can only play what's put in front of you. Well, I'm just saying, and one of the best kickers, one of the best kickers that we have in the NFL missed three goddamn game winning field goals. Well, yeah. And so it's because I don't know. I heard the announcers talking about this. I was watching the highlights earlier. Long snapper. The long snapper was out. Yeah. So it messed up the timing at all. So you had to have all those circumstances happen. Let me, let me tell you something about that long snapper. Just sneak out that Fucking kick rocks with that long snapper. <laughs> okay. Are you really going to come to me as the Super Bowl Bro, runners? That 0.3 second difference. Okay. No, no, I'm sorry. Fuck that. Kick the fucking stupid <laughs> ball through the stupid uprights. You got one job. You have the easiest fucking job on the team. I heard. I heard. I heard. I heard you like kickers, though. Is we the word on the street kickers. is we shouldn't. Kickers are stupid. It's just stupid. You should have to try and get in the end zone and win the game. That's how you score in the, in football. Like the fact that some fucking hundred and sixty five pound nerd can come out and kick the fucking game winning field goal. It's fucking stupid. It's stupid that Tom Brady owes Adam Vinatieri two fucking Super Bowls. It's 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 crazy talk. You you got to get in the fucking end zone anyway. I'm getting I'm getting too excited. <laughs> we got to get through the rest of these fucking power rankings. The other honorable mention, and obviously there's a if you haven't figured this out, first time listeners, there's a severe bias here. But the other honorable mention for number ten was the Bears. Now, listen, <laughs> that fucking San Francisco uh, defense, great running run defense, terrible inclement weather. They get, I told you in the I fucking told you guys in the fucking preseason prediction show that that San Francisco team was still fucking messed up because of how they run their organization. I fucking told you the talent on the team is 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 notable and their defense, I think, is really good. But fuck, man, they're they're weird, you know, and I think uh, I, I mean, I enjoyed my Bears coming out with a win. I wasn't expecting it. I'll be honest. Definitely not expecting that. The best thing for them was that it was an absolute goddamn monsoon. It was awesome. That, that, <laughs> yeah, you love a game like that. Though, don't fields, you? fields uh, slip and slide at the end of the game. Yeah. That was pretty dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, don't get hurt. God damn it. He slept for a long time. I, know, I got nervous. I'm like, Justin, <laughs> go to the locker room. I saw. Um, so 
as TikTok starts playing on my phone. So the the thing that just kind of scared with the Bears, man, it, it they started up what they, they were three and last year, weren't they? And the year before well, that, okay, they were five and so, so it's like, oh so yeah. So I, they're, I they're notorious they, fast starters. Are the they, Chicago they do, Bears? They do flatter to deceive, like historically as a franchise. But I mean, everybody, everybody's argument here. And look, I'm not going to sit here week one because of one win, and make the case that the Chicago Bears are going to be the NFC champions. Or am I? No, I'm just kidding. So, like, here's the thing. Well, yes, I agree. I, with as, you, as, I'm, to... as I'm looking up numbers, I'm like, oh, what are they? No, I mean, look, they, they, I agree with you, and that has been a thing in the past, and they've been, like, the worst 5-0 and team, like, two years ago, you know? But I think um, it's a completely new coaching staff. It's a completely new regime, and I think that as a Bears fan, and I'll leave it at this because we got to get through the rest of these power rankings. As a Bears fan, I liked what I saw from a intelligence standpoint, from a from a discipline standpoint, from a preparation standpoint. And I think that that's, those are just good signs. You know, that that's where we are as a franchise. We're, we're looking for, for good things wherever we can. I, I was upset that they didn't improve the offensive line as much as they should have to protect Justin Fields and to establish what really is our most uh, offensive threat still probably, which is our, our two really good running backs. But I, I think the guys are trained well. I think that, that uh, Eberflus might actually be a good coach. I'm really glad that we've started a new re- regime there. And, if they beat the Packers on Sunday night, we have to have a conversation about number 10 on the power rankings. We have to have a conversation about it, even if it's fleeting, because the Packers do not fucking look good and they're yeah. not on the power rankings. So we can talk about that. If you N- want. Number 10 is my revolving door, man. You know this. Like number 10 is like they're they're my like, hey, check it out. You sure. know, I, I thought about yeah. this team. No, I love that. Uh, the other one I left off I, before we get through, I'm sorry, is the Packers aren't on here. I feel like that's really notable, but they looked like absolute dog shit on Sunday. Um, or did the they, Vikings look really good? Right. Well, that exactly. So that, but yeah. Aaron Rodgers was terrible. It's just the whole thing was terrible. I mean, and he has been dog whistling that yeah. he was going to suck this season. He all has, off season. Did you see uh, Pat McAfee asking if he was drinking <laughs> ayahuasca? <laughs> and he didn't You're say You're not supposed no. to be on ayahuasca he, now, he Aaron. No. <laughs> Dude, Anyways, I mean, no. <laughs> I, I, I would love that. I mean, uh, almost more. Hey, Aaron, Aaron, is that ayahuasca? <laughs> this is it, almost more than the Bears doing well. Almost, not quite, but almost more than the Bears doing well. Do I like to watch the Packers fail? And I very rarely get to do it, except usually come playoff time. I fucking always get to do it. So uh, moving on, you said the number 10 was your revolving door, but I, I think that there might be a little bit of revolution here at number nine. I, I, I You are so much higher on the Eagles than I am. And I, and I want you to make the case to me why beating a Detroit Lions team by three points, shipping 35 points to them, and, and and beating them by three with Jalen Hurts as your QB gets you number nine in the power rankings. This is going to be our biggest point of contention. I just don't get it. Uh, so uh, I think that they thought, so they had that game of control, man. I, I was watching it. Uh, they had like watching a red zone. And I was like, I really, we're put, we're put, I, I, I don't know if I agree. They didn't well, score one single point in the fourth, in the fourth quarter. And the lions rally. Well, they, let so, the lions so, rally. they let them I, stay alive. I feel like what happened was they they got into this is the lions of the old mindset and they they went off the brakes and they let they let things slide. But this isn't the goddamn lions of old man. This team this team what we all watch hard knocks. That this team has that grit, man. They actually do. Hard knocks so, is a curse. First of all, it is a curse. But <laughs> I, I actually like what they're doing there in Detroit. I feel like they have a mindset where they're not going to quit and. The Eagles were up on that team and they let off the brakes. I listen, if you have Jay, I know Jalen Hurts is is 
uh, uh, trick or treat, man. Boop, all, or nothing. Trick, all, all day long. But when he is treating, he his <laughs> treats his treats are pretty damn good. You know, what I mean? he got those. Oh, yeah. cake, no, he's cake, fun to watch when he's playing bars. well. He's, um, he's, he's he's fun to watch when he's playing well. I I won't, will not take that from you. AJ Brown, man, he had such an element to that offense. He was ten for one fifty five. You know what I yeah. mean? Like he a elite wide receiver play adds so much to an NFL team. It adds sure. so much to your quarterback. Like you just see it in their head where like they know if the shit hits the fan, they got someone that they can be like, Hey, catch this. And they're going to be like, yeah, got it. You know, it's, it's such a different element. And look what happened with Kyler when, you know, when when DeAndre got there, when his his wide receiver course just got better. Look what happens when he doesn't have fucking Amari. Anyways, um, (laughs) that's, that's a whole different story. Um, I we'll do it. We, we'll do it. We're doing that at the end after the power rankings before the preview. By the way, we're doing Cowboys Despair Hour, but okay. uh, stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> big market that's, tease. That's a big market tease. All right. <clears throat> I, I get it. I get. I get the concerns over the defense. Totally get it because I was high on that defense, and after that week one, I'm like, maybe not. But I can tell you that I'm higher on them and the NFC than a lot of teams. The NFC is not yeah. that good. So no, the I, NFC. I, I mean, we talked about this in the prediction shows. The NFC is fucking trash. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. And and I just look at it as like, if you're telling me that there's, what, two other teams, maybe they have a better chance to go to the Super Bowl in the NFC. And I just looked at what happened in week one, who was on the team, the projector, like that, what happened to the Cowboys. Like, there's so many different things that are trending in the Eagles direction that I was like, you know what? Number nine. Yeah, I, I couldn't go any higher than that. But it just the 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 was I don't even the upside so high that yeah. like it is right in front of them. Everything I mean, they all are, they are all upside at this point. Yeah, but I think you know uh, we'll see because they have to go and play who next week. Who are they playing? Are they playing the Vikings next week? So, like, I mean, they might drop, but they might drop off your power rankings that the Vikings play like they did in week one. Okay, let's move on to the Los Angeles Rams. A little bit of a boring team to talk about right now because I don't know if, again, I don't know if we can actually really say anything about them getting their asses kicked by the team that they got their asses kicked by, right? I mean... I think anybody was was going to be a lamb for the slaughter going in against the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen in week one. I think they would have beat anybody in the NFL last last week. You know, like I, they, they look like such a powerhouse. They're, they're you know, to, to quote a very famous uh, postgame speech, they are who we thought they were, but mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit in the opposite direction. The Bills are fucking good, dude. They look good. And we'll talk about them when we get to the top of the power rankings. But right now we're talking about the Rams. Stafford doesn't look like himself. Uh, I, I think there's something to be said for the rumors being true about something being up with his arm and this just not being their year again this year. What do you think? Yeah, no, there's, there's one throw specifically that he is a, it was the, it was, I think it was the pick. I forgot who picked it up, but it was a pick over on the sideline Yeah, where it was the out. And it was like, normally he makes that zip pass and it's in there and it kind of floated a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, You just, it was noticeable. Another thing too, is the O-line was noticeable with, they lost Whitworth who's just, which is really not what you need if he's banged up. Right, and it, it just it didn't look good to me, man. And I I, I love the Rams, and I I do think that I wouldn't you know, go that fucking far. The, no, 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 listen. The reason they're on this list is because the pedigree. They're they're the Super Bowl champs. Yeah, they're and champs. you can't you can't lose to the team that I think is the best team in the NFL. 
and and drop out. We don't know much about about it after week one, but there was some worrying signs is all I'm saying. I'm not saying you should be worried if you're a Cooper Cup fantasy owner. You know, I still think he's going to put up yeah. his numbers. He's I think, the only I think, one you shouldn't be worried about. I mean, honestly, I mean, he still had a touchdown pass. He cut over 100 receiving yards. He's going to be fine. The, and like, honestly, he might even get more targets if Stafford's struggling, to be honest with you, because he might need to rely on him a little bit more. And, and Stafford's actually famously good. I, I think, you know, I've been critical of him in the past. When he gets going, he can really spread the ball around. And I really didn't see that last week, but I think that the Bills do a good job on D on the defensive side of the ball of kind of stifling you and not getting you into rhythm. And that is the way to beat Matt Stafford. But also it might be his fucking elbow or whatever, dude. I don't know. Yeah. And the listen, the Bills defense is good. But yeah, I mean Alan Allen Robinson, it's like it's like Stafford didn't even I don't know if they don't have the chemistry. I Stafford I tried wasn't to tell, I tried to tell you guys. He I wasn't, he wasn't guys, even he looking had, at him, bro. Dude, wasn't he, even looking. But I tried to tell you guys, A, he's an asshole. B, he's we he weirdly lost a step and like doesn't. I don't know if he's working hard or I don't know what the deal is, but I did try to tell you guys he's just not as good as everybody thought he was. I, he and he hasn't. He wasn't in Chicago for the last three seasons, so it's unsurprising to me. And the K Makers thing is going weird. To, Juju going to Kansas City to me was a much bigger deal and a much bigger addition than uh, Allen Robertson going to going to LA. You know, I, I think they're they're guys that are sort of talked about in the same. Uh, in the same way where it's like, yeah, he was good for that one season member when, but then has he really produced at this level, whatever of that. But then I think the other thing is everyone's saying, and another parallel is the, you know, they both had quarterbacks that weren't elite, you know? So now you give Juju uh, uh, Mahomes and you give Stafford to, to Allen Robertson. Like, let's see what happens here. Both wide receiver ones, you know, both guys are, that can catch the deep ball. But uh, yeah, I think it's going to work out a lot better for Juju. <laughs> to be honest with you, and in, in, in as far as offseason moves go. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, getting beat by the Bills shouldn't really mean that you are a bad team, right? Uh, like, I think we can agree on that. So I know it's a, a huge week one overreaction because they're on the prime time on that third Thursday game. You know, all eyes were on them. Yeah. But I've heard their name a lot as like the the fallback team for, for this year. And possibly not like in the NFC, not making the playoffs. In the NFC, I don't see that happening. But the like... Champs? Yeah, the, well, but like after what you just said about the NFC, come on, no way. Yeah, you could see a season from hell happening from them, and them ending up at like ten and seven, nine and eight. Though it I, sucks I, that I they do got fed the Bills the in week one, though, dude. I mean, you really, I mean, like that is a big week one overreaction because the Bills are going to walk over everybody. They're going to have one weird game this year where they lose. <laughs> you know, like that's what's going to happen. And I think, ah, oh, fuck, dude, they're so dynamic. Like, do they play? Do they play the Chiefs this year? Do you know? Let's see. I mean, I hope so. I would imagine so. Craig I hope they sure. do. Be sure that's that's the game. That's the game of the season right there for me on paper. Looking forward if if it does happen. But um, yeah. Anyway, Octo- October. Oh, right? soon week week six. Yeah, great. I want. Yeah. I love that. I can't, want. I want that. Can't wait. Yeah, it's gonna be. Is awesome. that a night game? What is it? Four twenty. They gotta put that at night. They should put that. Yeah. At, that's not uh, a nighttime I, game. It has to be prime time. What that the fuck? has to be prime time. That's, yeah, it's prime time. Four, well, four o'clock is prime time that week. <laughs> so like, let's fucking yeah, go. Yes. Um, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, moving what's, on to what's prime time that week. It's probably like the fucking Ravens and the Colts or some stupid. Yeah, shit. some fucking stupid. I mean, the, the Monday night game is trash. But anyway, that was like two blind guys trying to find a fucking apple on the ground. I just I did not enjoy that fucking game at all. But um. Let's talk a little bit about the Baltimore Ravens uh, moving mm-hmm. up. I think uh, I like there's a, there's, this podcast is split on Lamar Jackson. It is fucking split on Lamar Jackson. Where, where are you on Lamar? Uh, remind me. The ceiling, man. Listen, when he puts the right. pieces together. The Rob there's, Williams there's, take. Yeah. there and <laughs> But it, 
it's it's a fucking hell of a Rob Williams, bro. Like it's yeah, Rob yeah. Williams if he had a three point jumper. You know, <laughs> you know he what I mean? Develop, like he should develop a three point. But jumper. that's what Lamar is. Like if you think yeah. about it, man, when when Lamar's on and he's dropping dimes like he was on Sunday. Like yeah. he, if he's dropping dimes and he can, he's the fastest player on the field. Like, what the hell are you gonna do? Then it's then again, if, and I, you know, I I hate to keep banging this drum, but they played the Jets. I know, uh, agreed, agreed, agreed. They look great against it. It's like the cupcake game where Alabama beats them like sixty three to nothing. I get it. Yeah, I mean, um, it's the Jets, dude. But I just I, I I like Lamar this year. So so as long as Lamar is there and doing Lamar things. I have a feeling they're going to be on this rankings. So I, I, is he in a contract year? Yeah. Yeah. He's going <laughs> to, he's, yeah, he's going to end up with a lot of money at the end of this. Gary, though, like kind of Lamar Jackson in a contract year. He's fucking, and I saw him. He was working out in the offseason. Like he's ready to go. I do just think, uh, yeah, ceiling, but I think that, you know, if the, I probably, I don't know this for sure off the top of my head, but I probably Mike hates him. I would imagine Mike hates him, right? Just yeah. knowing how Mike watches yeah. football. So our one of our other podcast contributors, Mike Marcangelo, I would I would imagine I, I I'm sure I remember him saying this, but knowing how he watches football and sports in general, I would imagine he fucking hates Lamar Jackson and does not believe that he'll ever achieve that ceiling. And I think his argument, just to do a little proxy argument, is yeah, his ceiling's great, but like he's never gonna hit it. So what who cares? I can hear that coming out of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it remains to be seen. Uh he has everything to prove still you know i have no doubt that he's going to have a really great statistical regular season but at the end of the day it's going to come down to how he does in the playoffs and the afc is a bunch of sharks my friend there whoever he sees starting from the first round is going to be a good team and i hate to bang the drum of like i don't mean to be skip bayless here but you know that historically they've they've stuttered when it comes to, to, to playoff moves and, and making a, a, any kind of run, I don't think anybody is really taking them seriously to, to contend for a championship, but are you? Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned at home. All right. Uh, moving right along. Minnesota Vikings. This is a good one. To this is, I just wanted, yeah, I want to talk to them. I, I have to say I'm, I'm automatically down on the Vikings. I, I was on record being correct as everybody overrating them the past few seasons. I think they've been consistently overrated the past few years. Yes, Kirk Cousins is their uh, quarterback. I do not think he's talented, but good God, their weapons. That is some fucking receiving core. That is they, they have they have the they have the juice. They have the juice. They're like corn. They've got the juice. At the end of the day, uh, I love the fact that they came out and fucking smashed the Packers. Love that. Cook and Jefferson are obviously studs. Uh, they're super, super, super fun to watch, and they can even make Kirk Cousins look good on offense. I love where the Vikings are on this. You know, I, and you know, I don't like the Vikings. You know, I'm anti-Viking, but uh, I, I think you you put them exactly in the right place because I think they have upper mobility here. I, th- I think that they could win maybe their first six or seven games and, and be a little bit of a dark horse sleeper for, for the NFC and uh, on this side of the ball. What do you think? Yeah, I, I'm going to go down as the biggest addition. There's a lot of movement in the NFL this year, right? Yeah. The biggest addition to me was Kevin O'Connell going to the goddamn Minnesota Vikings because mm-hmm. I, I think people forget that he made Jared Goff a, a all-pro quarterback and, and had him go to a Super Bowl in Los Angeles. That was his offense, guys. He made Cooper Cup a record-breaking receiver. I mean, granted, you know, he Cooper Cup's amazing, guys. I get it. He's awesome. But it was he he even Cup even said it. I just felt like I was always open. 
because he puts me in the places I need. Yeah, he has just he was like, Jefferson. I was surprised. He was like, I was surprised how many open looks like. Right. And, and now he is Justin Jefferson in that same role. Listen, I, I love cup, but he is nowhere goddamn close to the athlete that Justin Jefferson athletically. Is. No, it, no and it, it, it's the ceiling is so high with this Minnesota Vikings team. And they're they're my they're like my second team that I'm I'm going to be rooting for Come all on. season just because of how Come on, fun. I was so high on the Cowboys for you. And now you're gonna uh, take an NFC North team as your second team. I'm, Why do we have to have a blood feud this season? That's I'm crazy. Sorry. It's every football season, bro. It's what we do. Everyone else is all loving the Patriots. So I got we gotta fight somewhere. I, I mean, honestly, quite frankly, I, I I, I think I was saying it the past few seasons. Uh, people were high on the Vikings the past five years and at different times. And I think I was saying it from an educated perspective of the fact that I watch my team play them twice a year. I have to know if they're good or not because I have to know where what my division looks mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. And I was saying the past few seasons from an educated perspective that they were not going to be good. And I was proven to be correct. However, I don't think I can keep saying that. They looked real, real good. They looked well coached, as you were saying about O'Connell. Finally. They looked like they had studs all over the field. Uh, I, I can, I can hear like uh, to do another reference of another one of our podcasters, uh, coming in here. I can hear Ray Sean just being like, dude, I do not trust Kirk cousins though. When the game's on the line, when this is happening, I can see it. I can see an NFC, uh, a, a conference final, like, you know, oh, really? some big game. I can see Kirk cousins and I can see Jefferson wide open. And I can see Kirk cousins fucking it up. I, I can't, it's, it's a clear as fucking day costing 8K. me so much money. Cause I know yeah. I'm going to be in my head, you know, 8k right there. I can see it clear <laughs> as clear as I can see you right now on the screen. Yeah. So fair. Totally. However, I can't be down on them this season. I can't not, not from a, from a bears fan perspective. I hope that they fail, but from a podcasting, trying to talk about the NFL edu- from an educated standpoint, I can't, they looked fucking great. The Packers didn't look great. The Packers looked bad, but I think to me on the eye test, hard to describe, maybe not good radio, but on the eye test, they, it looked like the Vikings did that to them. That that's what it looked like to me. It, did, it didn't look like the Packers just, yeah. I mean, Aaron Rodgers didn't look like himself, whatever, but to me, it just looked like, uh, an executed game plan executed well with talented people versus a franchise that I think is not, uh, not in the right place. And, and I'll say it now because the fucking Packers didn't make the power rankings. So we're not going to talk about them again after this. That's, that's probably the best part of the entire podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it. It makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's amazing. Yeah, no, it's, it's just this. I feel like they kind of flipped in my mind where we're now it's, I feel like the Packers are, kind of look probably coached the Packers kind of look like they're a mess they they still have some talent over I there I think they have a little bit of LeBron-itis you know when you let your star player sort of decide who your coaching staff's going to be and decide who's like going to go where and then he goes in the offseason he doesn't just, he's not doing that work trips, trips balls yeah, he trips sack on fucking ayahuasca which listen I don't fucking hate him for and no, like I, 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 I like, like him more for it honestly yeah. <laughs> it's just not it's can't, not can't. conducive I, I can't like to being more. a winning it's quarterback you know like um, yeah, and like he went on Big Cats podcast and and basically took shit from like the most that famous a, Chicago Bear uh, podcaster and in, in, in literally the sat there and was like, I want to let you know that the best part of my entire year, every year, is when you lose in the yeah. playoffs. I mean, my, and my it happens too, a lot. So I have good yeah. years every year, <laughs> and you lose a lot. You fucking and like he said every he said everything to Aaron Rodgers that I would pay all the money in my bank I account to, to tag you, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, um, but I loved it. Uh, yeah, listen, at NFC North, you know, we talked about it a little bit in the prediction show. It was like maybe not being that interesting this year because all the teams sucked. But I think maybe watch this space. Um, I think there's there's some, maybe some interesting things that might happen, which is only good for us, Bob. 
So uh, moving on, I think what we're going to do is we're going to skip the Bengals. I think we've, we've touched on them a little bit based on the, you know, the, the, the Steelers wants to watch pot, uh, part of the podcast. I think that I personally think, let's just make a quick prediction. I think they're going to turn it around. I like Joe Burrow. I think he's a good mm-hmm. quarterback. They're a talented team. Him and Jamar Chase have one of the most tele- telepathic connections of a quarterback and wide receiver I've ever seen. Probably because I've never seen two players that have played together that long across two uh, across two different competitions, you know, like for two different levels of the game. But I like them. I, I like what they bring to the table. I think Joe Burrow is mentally strong, and I think they're going to be able to turn it around. Quick prediction from you: Where you think the Bengals season's going? Uh, I just look at this as a uh, it's a if Evan McPherson does what he's supposed to, we're talking about how resilient the Bengals are and how they yeah. uh, outlasted all that and still came back and they're yeah. you know you know on this run again. So I I'm not overreacting to that week one. I'm not doing it. Yeah. If they lose next week to the Cowboys, they're fucking off. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but um, they're fucking out. Kenny Powers. That's, that's it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I think that, uh, you know, they're like you said, they're a field goal away from winning and then we're not having this conversation about what's up with the Bengals. So uh, moving on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a weird offseason for Tom Brady. He's a weird guy. I'm pretty sure he like drinks the blood of babies. I don't know what's going on with him. Hey, Tom, where were you in the offseason? Had to go uh, had to go make a new deal with the devil. The ink on the contract had run a little bit dry and we had to sign something again. But he's back and. He played against your, I'm so sorry, uh, Dallas Cowboys. Now, I was going to do Dallas Cowboys despair hour, but I guess we can just talk about them here in the in the context of losing to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Looked like they might have stayed in it at the start. Brady stalls a few times going into the into the red zone. I personally loved what Julio Jones looked like. Uh, Tom Brady's got him drinking fucking, you know, kale milkshakes or whatever the fuck, and he looked like himself again. Looks motivated, looks reinvigorated. Really excited to see that run and end arounds with him. Really smart. I, I kind of like the play calling a little bit better this year with the new coaching staff. And I think Tom Brady has, again, not lost a fucking step. So before we get into what's going on with uh, with your Dallas Cowboys and maybe do, or I don't know if you only want to do one commiseration this season and then never talk about them again. But before we do that, talk to me about uh, how you saw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the context of putting them number four in your power rankings. Tom Brady still got it or what? Yeah, he definitely does. I mean, watching that game, I, I watched it with. Uh, a realistic Patriots fan that is not shade of throwing any of the podcast members that he, anytime he watched him walks on the field, he's like, I hate watching him in another uniform because he's so goddamn good. Listen, Brady still has it. He absolutely has a deal with the devil. I've, he, I've we've been saying this for years, man. Like, oh, yeah. and I feel like he has, like you said, he has like sign offs on that deal with the devil that he now had Julio onto, that he had an AB onto, and then he fell off, and that's why he got kicked out. I don't know. But, I, you know, I was talking about this when, we, when the wife and I were watching the game. I mean, the fact that he always seems to find a weapon in the Every time. But he, fi- he finds a weapon that he doesn't have to give anything up for. It's never a trade, you know? Like, he goes and finds a guy that he's like, I remember him being good, like, when I was fucking only 38. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, out, let's get him in. <laughs> the wide receivers that are Wiley vets, uh, that came into the league 10 years after Tom Brady. But yeah, well, it's Tom Brady, man. You know what I mean? And But I have to say that they should have beat the Cowboys by a lot more than 19 to 6. That's, um, that's, a, that's a crazy. That's but, the, tough to level that at them. I mean, I, fine. This is, a good, this is a good time to transition. I'm going to ask you a couple of key you questions here on how, right, how we'll you feel it. about this. Cowboys defense isn't the problem. They're just, they're not the problem. No, no, they're the only thing that's not the goddamn problem. Yeah, well, I mean, there's only two things. <laughs> so, I mean, at the end of the day, I thought the Cowboys defense looked exactly as good as I thought they were going to look. If you have them on your fantasy team, I wouldn't be that worried. They might be on the field a lot. But, uh, I mean, <laughs> the, pl- 
play the play calling already is terrible. The the Bro, listen, the weapons. The, I how bad the weapons are. I, I I was shocked the fact that I only recognized one name on in the in the wide receiver core. I told you what was going to happen with Zeke. He's not your RB one anymore. He's getting paid too much money sitting on the bench. That's a fact. And he f- looked like a fucking Power Ranger in that stupid helmet he was wearing. He's not the same guy anymore. He's not trying as hard. It's it just is what it is. And I'm talking about this completely out of the out of the context of Dak's hand getting hurt. I'm talking about what we saw in that game. Mm-hmm. It, it's criminal what they did to him. I I specifically said this is Dak's do or die, put up or shut up season. And you can't say that when you give him guys that are, you know, well. No, you can't. Pretty, you can't. pretty you make can't. those guys look good, though, right? No, he wouldn't, though. He would. Listen. All right. So the Cowboys. The floor they is did, yours. The floor is yours. What they did to this team. You already said it, bro, is absolutely fucking criminal. They took the number one offense in football last year. Uh, A wide receiver, statistically, actually the number one scoring fucking offense in football. They had wide receivers the first week of it was CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper, and we have Michael Gallup, Cedric Wilson. Like you just go down the line of dudes that we had that Dak could throw the ball to, right? Do you know who our number two goddamn wide receiver was this week? Noah fucking Brown. Do I know who Noah Brown is? Yes. You do now. <laughs> I do, right. Exactly. He was our number, bro. He, he was our number five goddamn wide receiver last year. Yeah. And the Cowboys, right? So what, what they did in the offseason, you know, I get it. We couldn't resign Amari. He's getting paid too much. You trade this guy for a fifth round pick. And then you elevate. And I understood. Listen, I'll just interrupt you for a second. I understood not re-signing Amari Cooper. I I understood that because what we had this argument all last season of Amari Cooper comes back. It's going to be a totally different thing. Amari Cooper comes back. It's going to be a totally different thing. A couldn't stay healthy. And B, when he did come back, it it wasn't a totally different thing. So I, that move I understood and that move I defended in the off season, but go ahead. Okay. So do something and replace him with fucking someone. Definitely correct. Yeah. You you know, like I, I, I I get it. But you got you got to do something to to make your team better. You, you, that that is that is what you should be looking at at all times is to make your team better, especially in this window that we have. We have all these elite guys on rookie goddamn contracts that 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 I, I know Dak and Zeke take up a lot of that cap, but like you don't get a Michael Parsons on a rookie contract that often. You don't get a Trevon Diggs on a rookie contract yeah. like that. Yeah, that could that really could be a generational defense that you're about to waste. Right, I went and, through it. You you got you gotta capitalize on this shit. And for you to roll out Noah Brown and fucking I can't even remember his name right now. I'm so mad. Houston, the undrafted wide receiver, as your two big guys, right? As your as your two and three. And then for me to watch an undrafted wide receiver drop a fourth and two pass that is the game. And that's who you're fucking throwing the ball to after after everything from last year, after that offense that we saw. And that's the product that you put on the field to me in week one. Like you said, regardless of the Dak injury, go fuck yourselves, Cowboys. Like, I, I love the Dallas Cowboys, man. I do. I love them to death. But by by the third quarter, I was just beside myself where I'm just like, listen, I, I'm, at, I'm at the acceptance piece already. This This team... Everything that we said was wrong in the offseason, all the Cowboys fans, like you didn't get any O-line depth. Before the season even starts, Tyron Smith goes down. O-line is in shambles. Wide receiver, like why didn't you replace Amari? First game of the season, 
the biggest thing that is so noticeable is just no the lack of talent at the wide receiver group. Mm-hmm. So it's just like these things that the most common Dallas Cowboy fan is pointing out in goddamn July and August are the first things that show that you're just not you're not a competitive team this season is so infuriating to me because like they they could have addressed any of this. We have all this cap space and they don't fucking do it. And it's just so it's just the the it's like the Red Sox arguments. What's the direction? What yeah. the hell are we actually doing here? Yeah. The, and, what is the what is the culture? You know, what, what I mean? are we are, doing? Are, are you studs? Do you bring in studs with more studs or like the Cowboys seem to say, or are you not? And I think uh, that's that's kind of the case, at least. And I'll say this just to sign off on the Cowboys talk. And I'm glad you got to vent a little bit on your <gasps> podcast here. But at least they didn't get good. your hopes up. At least they didn't get good. your hopes up for, for eight weeks. And then, and then shit to bed. You know, Listen, at agreed. least you know now that this season is done. So. And the DAC injury. The Dak injury just kind of like cemented it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Dak's out. You also can't fucking stay healthy, dude. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. I I understand that these are injuries that are like, you know, they don't seem like soft muscle injuries where you're like, oh, why are you not? You know, like maybe you're just being a bitch or whatever. I understand the real injuries and the real things, but it's like stay fucking healthy, dude. Stay healthy. Tom Brady had one fucking season, one season where he didn't play and they still won 11 games. So uh, moving on to the Chargers, they look fun. I, I mean, I'm really into I'm really into Herbert. You know, I've I told you I think he's going to be the MVP this year. I think he's looking really good. I think uh, I think he's got some weapons. Uh, what do you think? I mean, they're your number three. They're your obligatory number three. In the power no, I like that a lot. Is that is that what it looks like, or uh, what? What do you think? I mean, they're they're looking good. And I'm by the way, we're going to do a little preview at the end of this, so we have to rush through the last few. But they're playing the Chiefs, and it's going to tell. They're playing the Chiefs on Thursday, which is if you're listening to this. Uh, tomorrow it's today if you're listening to this they're playing <laughs> the Wednesday, Chiefs today. Right? Playing today. Wednesday. sometimes time is hard time is difficult it ebbs away every second it seems but uh they're playing the Chiefs today everybody they're playing the Chiefs as you're listening to this you better tune in that's going to be a real litmus test for both teams and I'm really excited to see them and my Too entire late. fantasy team of ma- is made up of either Chargers or Chiefs so uh what do you think what do you think of this Chargers team they look good I love the Chargers this year man I mean mm-hmm. the 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 Herbie Herbie connection uh, is is so real with this team, man. It, it if if you watch uh, like the all twenty two footage of Herbie from this last mm-hmm. week, if you ever had any doubts about this man, I promise you won't anymore. I can no, guarantee great. you that. Listen, there was a couple of throws that he made. There was one with Chandler Jones was like draped on this dude's back foot, yeah. which is your plant foot, and Herbert still threw the ball like twenty two yards on a rope. And I was trying to tell path. everybody. I was trying it's to crazy. tell everybody this in the dude. preseason. I was trying to tell everyone. No one, no one believed me. You said specifically, you were like, man, this is a hype I train not, right I, now. Uh, well, I you did said say. there was a whole ass hype train that I was jumping on. That's what you said. I didn't say you were jumping on a hype train. Listen, I, I agree with the hype train. But right. I just, I the hype train always scares me. That's all I'm saying. When everyone, when, I'm not saying our podcast, because our podcast likes Jimmy Garoppolo, an average quarterback. It's not great. Okay, one-sixth of our podcast uh, uh, likes Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> let's, be, let's be real here. Nobody's perfect. Um, but so, um, yeah, no, I I just, I, I like the Chargers. I like what they're doing. Keenan Allen being yeah. out hurts, but they have, they division, have though, you know, playing tough teams twice a year. Listen, they have, they have wide receiver depth to make up for the Keenan Allen going down. They got Eckler. Um, and they have Eckler. They have they have they have weapons and they have great defense though. They have really good defense. JC Jackson didn't even play this week. Are their defense? They, they still they, you they saw still them three building picks, their defense. Three picks. You saw and two them fumbles. building their defense over the course of the last few off seasons. You yeah. saw them adding pieces. 
And it was just smarter because I think that they, I honestly think they had a game plan to go for it this and next year. I think they were building and building and building to say, this is when Herbert's going to hit his peak. This is when our, our uh, offensive weapons are going to be as affordable as they're going to be. The next Austin Eckler contract is going to be fucking ridiculous. Like th- this is when we're going to be able to really come to fruition. So they slowly added pieces to their defense so they could be eight out of 10 on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. And I think that they might have the MVP on their, uh, on the offensive side of their, of, of their ball. Now, again, I mean, I've said this in other shows, the MVP isn't necessarily the best player in the league. The MVP is the guy that gets the most attention, right? Like the best guy that gets the most attention. I really do think that that's going to be Justin Herbert this year. So I'm glad I'm on record with that they're fun to watch man and you know what they're the local team where i'm at uh, at this point so they're always on tv so it's it's just good it's good all around i think it's going to be great i think it's going to be a cool division to watch i think it's going to be there's going to be narratives uh but you what you have a, you had a little quiz no no there. i was just gonna i was gonna ask you so i like i just put a connection you're in la they're in la yeah. mm-hmm have you ever seen a Chargers jersey walking around in LA? All the all over the place. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, good. I would, good. I would good, say. Good. I would say probably I saw uh, more Chargers jerseys when they were still in San Diego than I saw Rams jerseys. Okay. To, to be quite honest with you, the the Chargers as a franchise are pretty well established here. I think they're 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 the real deal, and I think Chargers fans are the real deal. To be honest with you, I think San Diego is a really underrated city, and if you ever have a chance to go visit it, do. Now that they're in LA. Are they the are they the redheaded stepchild of, of a team here in L.A.? Yeah, but uh, I fucking hate the Rams because they got Stafford. And I hate Stafford. So I'm all in. I'm all in. Let's fucking Chargers Chargers season, baby. Bolts for life. Now that this isn't the same Chargers. No personal motivations on this show. Yeah, ever. but I mean, Never. Like, <laughs> this isn't the same Chargers with a Damian Thomas and walking around throwing a bitch fit because his team wasn't good enough to beat the Patriots in the AFC championship game. This isn't the same Chargers. You know, like give, give them a little bit of a revamp. They have they've had a whole ass rebrand. OK, moving on to your number two, Kansas City Chiefs. Makes sense. Let's just do the Bills and the Chiefs at the same time. Makes sense. Same division. Both absolute fucking. Honestly, they're in their own tier. You Ab- the right- absolute fucking studs all over the fucking yeah. field. Can't wait to can't wait to see them play. You know, I, this uh, same I should say same conference, but the the AFC Championship game <laughs> is your is your number one and number two of your power rankings, and I can't wait to see it. Studs everywhere. Kansas City Chiefs getting slept on because people are giving it the LeBron syndrome where they're just bored of watching the best team every year, right? The Bills have built their team on the Kansas City Chiefs model, you know, like this kind of studly kind of semi-mobile, well, not semi-mobile, but not only mobile quarterback uh, weapons everywhere and a defense that can just like basically compete. I, I love it. I love it. I, I love the model. I think this is the era of football we're in. I think the Patriots era is over. Sorry, the other half, four people that do our podcast, but I think the Patriots era was over. And I think this is going to be the, the battle of the Titans for the next seven years. What do you think? Man, man, it's 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 unbelievable. I guess it's not unbelievable. It's very believable. It's we awesome. saw it coming. You yeah, know, we it, saw that we saw the rise of the Bills happening. We knew this was going to be the year where they were really going to come together. The 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 Chiefs portion of it though is is I love it that that Tyreek they're still good. There's that well there's there's all this you know is Mahomes has he lost it a little bit? Is he going to be able to do it without Tyreek Hill? And he comes out on Sunday, bro, and it's just slinging. The yeah. ball all He's over beast. the place. I think he, co- <laughs> he completed passes to like nine different receivers or something like that. Like it, it doesn't matter who's out there. He's still going to be throwing no look passes. He's still going to be going deep. Juju looked awesome. There, there, there's, there's a lot of a lot of positive things. Who got happening. the best tight end in the league? I right. mean, yeah, yeah. It, uh, and then the great. Bills, bro. I, I, the emerging of Gabriel Davis to me, I feel like it's such a big story for this team because they already have digs. They already have, you know, their running back group and Josh Allen. They just never had that like second real big option. 
And now Gabriel Davis is a big time guy who makes big plays on big stages. And, and that's that's something that wide receiver, when you have a guy that can do that, that's so key to have. You, you know what I mean? And then another point to point out for the Bills is they won that game against the Rams without Tredavious White. So they had a rookie corner and a second year corner playing as they're, as they're one and two and still shut down the Rams. So yeah. they're they're only going to get better from here. The yeah. Bills, the Bills are my easy pick. I think that are going to win the Super Bowl. I mean, you look at that team, bro. They're good. Like they could go. I'm I'm just throwing this out there. I think they start 12, 17 13 or no. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 if they get to if they get to like ten, eleven or no, seventeen or no, it's definitely. Well, we'll see what happens week six when they play the the Chiefs. I think. I think. Uh, you know, the Chiefs are, are such a well-run team. I know that there's this sort, sort of Andy Reid thing of like, oh, he makes it here and then whatever. But I don't know if he's ever had talent like he has talent right now. I mean, to to look at a guy like Clyde Edwards, Edwards Hilaire, for example, like a running back that I think a lot of people kind of wrote off for, you know, not having the size, not having this, not having that. Uh, and being like, yeah, I mean, he's on the Chiefs. Like, that was kind of everybody's attitude about it. He caught two touchdown passes of the weekend. He looked fucking great, and he probably would have had another touchdown and he not been benched because they were basically in garbage time because, like, in the third quarter because they absolutely romped on their opponents. I think that both these teams are the teams to watch this season. I don't think that's news. Yeah, agreed. All right, so we've gone a little bit too long in the power rankings, which is unsurprising, so I'm going to do a little tiny pivot to just rattle off the season preview or the week two preview, I should say. And we're going to play a little game. I'm going to tell you the matchups and you're going to within two seconds. Tell me the winner. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. You get the matchups. You tell me the winner. We move on to the next game. Are you ready to play? Yes. Okay, here we go. DK sizzles. Quick fire preview. Chargers play the Chiefs today. Who you got? Two set Chargers. (laughs) <laughs> we're already going too long. You're, you said the charges. Try to say it into the microphone. It's kind of the whole thing. Oh, my bad. I was, yeah, but char- <laughs> the Chargers. Okay, good start. That was the Thursday game out of the way. Jets, Browns, who you got? Oh, my Jets. Wow. Okay. Commanders, Lions, who you got? <sighs> Lions. You, you got to be quicker. I'm not good at this, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Buccaneers, Saints, who you got? Bucks. Well, I thought we were big. We started the whole show with how big you were on the Saints. Panthers, Giants, the game nobody's going to watch. Panthers. Patriots, Steelers. Steelers. Oh, 2-0 Steelers. Okay, Bobby coming around on the bandwagon. You need someone to watch this season. Colts, Jags. Colts. Dolphins, Ravens. Ravens. Falcons, Rams. Rams. Seahawks, 49ers. Seahawks. Whoa, big Seahawks resurgence. I love it. I think you called the favorite a few times and you thought you had to go for the underdog. That's what I think. <laughs> He's laughing because he knows I'm right. Bengals, Cowboys. Ooh. Oh, Bengals. By a lot. <laughs> By a lot. Texans, Broncos. Um, Broncos. Cardinals, Raiders. Raiders. Bears, Packers. Bears. Stop, yeah, Bears. Just for you. Let's for you. go. <laughs> I love it. Is it Monday? Monday? Yeah, no, no. That's the Sunday night game. So uh, two Monday night games coming up, and I'm going to hit you with them quick. Titans, Bills. You kind of already said it. Bills, yeah, Bills. Yeah, and then uh, Vikings, Eagles, two teams you're high on. Vikings. All right. That's going to do it for Missing the Point. I am DK Sizzle for myself and the real BK Bob Kelly. You have heard it here first, folks. 
the Bills are the best team we've ever seen. Holy shit. Thanks for listening. Are you a fan of classic cinema or a young person who wants to discover the best films of all time? Do these legendary movies still hold up? On the Generation Film Podcast, two guys who grew up when movies dominated the culture share a great film with a panel of young movie lovers and see how it plays for today's generation. We discuss changes in storytelling styles, representation, the making of each film, its initial reception, and how its meaning has changed over the years. Join us as we explore cinema classics across generations on Generation Film. Electric Acid. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An Electric Cast production. See you there. Electric Cast. Electric Cast.